Hey, this is Luke Vaughn, the assistant youth pastor at The Rock Youth, and we are so excited for you to hear our latest sermon. Take a listen. I want to say a few things tonight, um, and if you're taking notes, um, the title of my talk tonight is The Choice is Yours. Everyone say, The Choice is Yours. Turn to the person next to you say, The Choice is Yours. I know you got to talk to the person next to you. You're like, who are you? Sorry, just let me struggle to open my water bottle really quick. Um, that's, that's really going to be where we're going to camp for the next 10, 15 minutes. But let's be honest, it's going to be longer. Nope, that's a bad idea. Everybody knows what happens when I preach with water. Everyone knows. I'm just going to hide it behind a guitar or something. You know what? Get another sip. One for the road. There we go. Hope, hope the microphone caught that one. Um, all right. I don't have a lot of notes tonight, which is a really good thing, because usually that just means God's going to speak. So um, I'm going to pray one more time, um, and this is really just prayer for myself, so you can join me in that. Father, would you bless the giving of your word, Lord? Highlight in our lives tonight where we have not chosen you, where we have misstepped, misspoke, misthought. Father, I pray that we wouldn't just, that you wouldn't just highlight but Lord, that we would erase, eradicate, Lord, that we would allow the Holy Spirit into those places in our lives that we have not yielded to you. Father, friendships, habits, things that we've been a part of where we've said, no, I don't, God, I don't choose you. Lord, would your Holy Spirit begin to call us, invite us, and would our answer be a resounding yes? We choose you tonight, Father. Amen. Um, so, is anybody a really indecisive person? Raise your hand if you're a really indecisive person. Like, if I was like, hey, where do you want to get food after church? And you'd be like, I don't know. The only thing open is in and out So, except I did find out recently, what was it, that something's open really late? I think it was, uh, oh, no, I know what it is. Well, McDonald's, but that doesn't really count because that's not really food. It's like, um, I mean, some, you know what? McDonald's, I will say it's food when you want it, okay? Then it's like, like last night, I wanted to go to McDonald's so bad, but I didn't do it. We're on a budget, okay? So, um, but, oh, it was like, it was like Wingstop. It was like late and I got Wingstop. Fully regretted that decision. That was just a bad decision all over, okay? Somebody should have told me, don't, do you like your life? Don't eat a Wingstop, okay? Um, yeah, that's just, that's just, honestly, life left lessons from your pastor. Just don't eat a Wingstop, Okay. Anyways, my wife is amazing, but uh, we have this thing where we both are hungry at the same time, but we just can't agree on what we want to eat um, or even really think of it. Because it's like, okay, we've had in and out the last 17,000 days straight, so we can't eat that again. So what else do we want to eat? And we're always like deciding. We're always trying to choose like, wh- okay, where are we going to eat? What's open? What's good? Whatever. And we always keep coming back to In-N-Out, okay? In-N-Out is just good food. I would say it's God's food. And I've said this before, I'll say it again. Chick-fil-A is not God's food. You know why? Because it's not open seven days a week. And my God's there for me every day, okay? So In-N-Out is really God's food, all right? But we always keep coming back to the same food. Why? Because it's stinking delicious, okay? I get a three by zero, extra toasted, animal style with chopped chilies, and uh, then I get a fry, and then Cassidy has like her order or whatever. I got it like down. I know that my order at In N Out 
1724. I know that that, and if, if he doesn't say it's going to cost this much, something's wrong, okay? If he says a totally different number, I'm like, hey, bro, let's back up. Let's get this right. Let's run it back. I know because I've chosen. All the time we choose, we're like, okay, it, it, we can't find anything else is good. We're going back to in and out Why? Because for us, we've just decided that's just our place, and it helps that it's cheap too. It's really good food, and it doesn't cost that much. Why am I talking about in and out and making you hungry? I will tell you why. Because I think there's an invitation for us tonight to come back or to choose to come back to what's always been there, or rather, who's always been there. This whole message, I'm going to say the word choose or choice or chosen. I'm going to say it so many times, but What is in front of you in your life is a daily decision. It is a daily choice. And and I want to say this tonight, that I have chosen him. I choose him today, and I'll choose him evermore, okay? This walk with Jesus that we are on, if you're a Christian in this room, you may have misunderstood something along the line. You may have thought, that choosing Jesus is just this one-time thing. It's just one decision that you made at a youth camp at some time, at some place. And it's, it's great. That is a choice. That is absolutely true. But choosing D- Jesus isn't just a one-time thing. It's a daily decision. It's a daily reality. And can I tell you, it's even more than that. It's saying, I choose today that I'm going to choose him in my future. I think a lot of us, we misstep because we, we only live in the past and we live in the present with our faith rather than in the future as well. I have decided for my life in this moment right now that I will continue to choose Jesus every single day until I die. That is the choice that I have made in my life. Would you join me in that? It's, I'm not just going to choose him in the past, which I have done. I'm not just going to choose him today, but I'm establishing right now that I will continue to choose him evermore. Let me read you some scripture. Joshua 24, 15 says this, and basically the context is uh, there's, there, there's a lot going on with the Israelites. Joshua is leading them, and he's basically, they're struggling. They, they're, they're trying to decide, are we going to serve God? Are we going to serve uh, the gods of the Amalekites? Are we going to, what are we going to do? What's the decision in front of us? And this is what he says. This is what Joshua says to them. And if it is evil in your eyes to serve the Lord, choose this day whom you will serve, whether the gods of your fathers served in the region beyond the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I can't make you want to follow God. Your parents can't make you want to follow God. Your crazy charismatic cuckoo grandma can't make you serve God. There is a choice that is continually before you. That, can I say, many of you make this decision every single day. Nope, today's a new day, a new day to follow God, and I'm doing it. I am accepting the call, and I'm pursuing after him. But there's maybe many of you in this room that you made that choice at one time, at one place, at some camp with the music and the whole thing and the vibe and the spirits there and everything, and it was like a good, felt like a good decision, and then you totally fell off the rails and you're wondering, what the heck is going on? I was in that really good place at one time, or even last week I was in this place, but now I'm not. It's because we don't understand the reality that we choose Jesus then and we choose him right now. 
If you're struggling in your faith, it might be because it's been a few days, few weeks, few months, few years since you've chosen him. And by the way, this is not meaning that every single day, okay, Jesus, I accept you into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. I believe in the cross. I believe you died on the cross. And I believe you're coming back. Okay, now today I'm a Christian again. That's not what I'm saying. It is, becoming a Christian is, it is that prayer of faith. It is believing faith. It is, Lord, I'm a sinner. That's for dang sure. And Lord, I've messed up and I need you. I need you in my heart. I believe that Jesus, his blood covers my sin. He died on the cross for me. Boom, shebang, you're in heaven. Awesome. Ticket to ride. Let's go. That's, it's, and that, that's it. That's, that is faith. That is becoming a Christian. But living as a Christian, growing in your faith, actively pursuing God is a daily decision, a daily choice. That's why I said, I've chosen him. I choose him today and I will choose him forevermore. And I want to read you some more scripture in, in Matthew 6. Jesus, this is part of the Sermon on the Mount. It's Jesus's longest sermon uh, in the gospels and one of his first. Um, it says this, and we're going to just kind of tear up this scripture for a few minutes. Don't store up treasures here on earth where moths eat them and rust destroys them, where thieves break in and steal. Store your treasure in heaven, where moths and rust cannot destroy, and thieves do not break in and steal. Wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be. Your eye is like a lamp that provides light for your body. And when your eye is healthy, your whole body is filled with light. But when your eye is unhealthy, your whole body is filled with darkness. And if the light you think you have is actually darkness, how deep that darkness is. I'm gonna pause there for a second and then we'll finish the scripture. What Jesus is talking about there is people that think they're in, but they're actually not. It's, no, me and God, hey, we're good, bro. Yeah, I, did, I prayed one time over my food. Yeah, God, God yep, 100%. I'm, Jesus is saying, hey, the people that think they have the light, but they actually are in darkness. How, how sad is that? How deep that darkness is? And then he says, no one can serve, and this is where we're gonna camp, no one can serve two masters. For you will hate one and love the other. You will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and be enslaved to money. The context of what Jesus is talking about here is he's addressing people's problems with money, but the logic is the same, whether money or sin or sex or temptation or drugs or alcohol, whatever. He's saying you cannot both serve God and the world. It ain't going to work like that. You cannot serve God. And I'll, I'm going to not add on to the Bible because that's heresy. But I'm going to add on a thought. I would say you can't serve God and the world with longevity. <laughs> because believe me, you can try. You can try. It is entirely possible to try to serve God and the world at the same time. I, can, I know it because I've done it. I went through a season when I was 16, 17 years old. I was in a relationship with a girl I shouldn't have been in. Um, and a lot of you guys know this. I've talked about this a lot. I was in a relationship that was not healthy, not good. We were doing stuff that we definitely should not have been. We were hiding it from everybody. All while, and this is why I know, this is why I'm so big on, on authenticity, on being um, on being genuine in your faith, not hiding things, but living with uh, in integrity. That's the word I'm looking for. I was living that life while also being a middle school small group leader at my youth group. Talk about living a double life. And can I tell you, 
what happens, actually, I'll ask you a question. What happens when one arm is going this way, grasping the world, and the other is reaching out for the kingdom, and you're stretched and stretched and stretched? What happens when something is stretched beyond how far they can stretch? It snaps. And I snapped. I snapped. My snap came out in anxiety, depression, and hope, feeling hopelessly addicted to pornography when I was 18 to 21 years old. That was my snap. That was the result of thinking I could serve God and serve the world simultaneously, but I snapped because it's not possible. Now, context, little asterisk there. I'm not saying that Oh, if you serve God, you gotta be perfect. It's all about your behavior. You just gotta you just gotta do it. You just gotta never cuss again, never drink again, never do all that stuff. There are mistakes made. That's where the grace of God is so beautiful. But what Jesus is saying here and what I'm saying to you tonight is let's make a choice tonight to say, I'm not gonna try to do this one foot in, one foot out, one foot in the water, one foot out, a hand on two different branches. No, I'm swinging from that branch where I should not have been hanging out onto the one side because I'm making the choice for me tonight, for myself, that I'm choosing to put my faith in God, not in the world. It's daily choice. It's not a, it's, it's not like, well, you know, I, I hope that that summer camp, and I'm, I'm talking a lot about that tonight because camp is next week. It's going to be awesome. But I already know because I've been in youth ministry a long time, we're going to get lit up. We're going to get so fired up on Jesus and it's going to be sick and people are going to be prophesying. People are going to be just getting lit up in the, with the spirit of God. It's going to be awesome. And then three weeks after camp, there's going to be some, not all, and I don't wish this. We're going to preach against this, pray against this, intercede. But there are going to be some that are relying on three weeks ago faith for today's manna. There are going to be There are going to be some of us that are going to say, hopefully that was enough to get me through senior year. Hopefully that was enough to get me through junior year. Hopefully that was enough to carry me through this stuff. I'm telling you, that's powerful. It's good. Camp is awesome. Jesus encounter moments are awesome. Worship nights, it's all so good. But it's the decision today. It's the today choice. It's the I'm waking up in the morning and I'm yielding to God again. I did this in the car this morning. I could have put on music. And usually I do on my way into work. But this morning I took 30 seconds and I say, Lord, I yield to you today. Today, this day, not then, not then, but right now. I, I, I'm, I'm yours today. I'm yours in this moment. Because if we don't do that, then we don't have the sense of identity of who we belong to in the day to day. Does that make sense? I'll, I'll, I'll say that again. If I'm not daily centering myself around the reality of who I am, what I am, whose I am, what I'm called to, yielding myself to God, I tend to, who's really forgetful? They forget things on like three days. I don't remember what I had for dinner last night, okay? I'm a stinking forgetful person. How much more are we forgetful spiritually? How quickly in a moment, how quickly do I forget that in a moment of temptation, in a moment of compromise, in a moment with my friends, when they're all doing their thing, how quickly do I forget what God has spoken over me? 
so quickly I abandon things. Why? It's because I think we neglect to daily choose him. I love what Jesus caps off this whole thing with. He says, you cannot serve two masters. And I love it. He, he goes on, he says, you will be devoted to one and despise the other. You know, this works both ways. This works both ways. I'm realizing this in my life. When I'm choosing God, my, my disposition? No, that's, that's not a word. My, my, well, my hatred, my despise for the world, it actually grows. The things of the world, it's not attractive to me anymore. I'm like, that, that's weird. I don't like that. I don't, I'm going to turn off that show. I'm going to, uh, no, because I'm, why? Because I'm drawing closer to him. But man, can I tell you, you continue to lean into the world, drugs, partying, gossip, sex, all of these things that are against the kingdom of God, you will find yourself in a place. And man, I'm seeing it more than ever right now. I, students that were one time, that's me, bro. I, I want to go all in with God. They're at the front, they're worshiping and they strayed and they strayed. They stopped choosing him. They stopped choosing him over weeks, months, and years. And now they're in a place, they hate church. They hate God. They hate Christians. Why? Because you will be devoted to one and despise the other. You may think, and I'm not trying to be mean. This is, I'm preaching from my, my life. Like, please just look at my life and, and hear the testimony of my life. Learn from my mistakes, please. When you begin to stray, at first it's going to be like, yeah, I don't mind the Christian thing still. I'm just going to like do my thing for a while and I'll get back to the church thing. But you continue to stray down that path and what you used to love, now you just tolerate. And then you keep going down further and further and further. And then you start looking at church and you're like, I'm never going back there. I hate that place. I don't even want to go to camp. I hate that place. I hate those people. I don't even believe in, I don't even believe in that. Where these, there are, there are students at one time, some of you, there were students at one time where it was, it was so genuine and God was doing a work in your spirit and it was powerful. But we stopped choosing him every day. Have you stopped choosing him? And, and can I tell you, I kind of have. Not all together, but there are days. There are days where it's like, I don't want to pray today. I don't want to worship today. I don't want to do, no, not, not really feeling it. But oh, that we would be the people, that we would be the ones in Gen Z, the teenagers, that we chose him, we choose him, and I will choose him forevermore. Can we make a de declaration tonight? Can we make a statement tonight that says, man, I've chosen him. I choose him today, but I want longevity of my faith. There's a book on discipleship called, uh, by a guy named Eugene Peterson, and this is my favorite quote, or my favorite title of anything ever. I'll never have a message title this good, and it's Again, it's on discipleship, and it, he calls it long obedience in the same direction. Long obedience in the same direction. 
I'm going to close with this thought. It's really more of a question. When you fall, what are you falling into? What direction are you falling in? I've talked over the last couple of weeks with a couple of students struggling with some stuff. We're all in the fight together. And I found myself having this conversation quite a bit. Not about, hey, bro, got to be perfect. Got to do all the stuff. Let's make sure. Clean it up, dude. Just be perfect, right? No, it's, hey, we are imperfect people. But in what direction are you falling? Are you falling backwards? Or are you falling into grace? Am I falling into the grace of God that when I stumble in my life, because you will, I will. You have, I have. When we stumble, am I falling in the right direction? Because why why is this important? Because if I fall in the right direction, he's there to catch me. He's there to receive me. I don't want to fall away from him. I want to fall into him. I don't want to fall further from him. I want to fall closer to him. I want to be walking with Jesus. And when I stumble, he leans over to pick me up and I'm that much closer to him. Here's what that looks like practically. Oh, I can't believe I did it again. I can't believe I messed up again. Oh God, I can't believe I did it again. Oh my gosh. You know what? I can't do the church thing right now. I'm just too convicted. I just don't, I don't want to be there. I don't want to be like, I know. I don't want to be around Christians. The worship, I feel like I'm going to throw up. I can't do it. And we, what do we do? We fall away from grace rather than into mercy. We fall away in the wrong direction. We say, no, I don't want to, I can't, I don't want to be around the God stuff. And maybe it's not even that. Maybe it's not even guilt. Maybe it's, yeah, I messed up, but. Sure, God's there, I believe in him, whatever, but he did. I'm just gonna keep doing it. That's still the same, it's falling. But when I fall, when I mess up, when I gossip, when I lust, when I slander, when I say something I shouldn't have, when I act in a way that I, I wanna fall face first into the goodness of God. Are you falling into his grace tonight? Are you falling away trusting only in your strength? Father, tonight, would we choose you? Even right now, just as we close and go to small groups, I feel like there's some of us that we've strayed. And God's inviting us. He's saying, choose me again. Even under your breath, just begin to pray, God, I choose you today. <laughs> and even follow it up, say, God, I choose you in my future. Choose you in my, Father, I'm even speaking just for myself, for Aaron Hammerstrom. God, I choose you in my future. Despite what happens, Father, I choose you in my future. Father, I choose you despite what happens in my life. I choose you despite the mistakes that I might make. I choose you despite the hurts I might face. I choose you even in the disappointments. 
Father, this, this evening, we just, we ask for you to help us choose you. I feel like tonight there's even some, even right now as we're praying, that there's just, there's something in you that's like, nope, I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna go there again. Father, I pray that you would begin to move in this room and help us choose you. Help us choose you, Father. Father, we thank you for all these things. Would you bless our time in small groups, Lord? Would you bless our conversation? We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, awesome, cool. Well, uh, we're gonna dismiss into small groups, so I'm gonna do this quick and easy. Um, You do? Can we get the music off? Um, I'm actually gonna have Chase come up. He's gonna share something with us really quick. I just got this word when he was praying that I feel like the Lord was saying that some of y'all need new friends um, and that some of y'all actually need to become friends. Um, You know, and that's going to be easy for those of you going to camp. Like you guys are going to hang out, meet new people and whatever. But especially for those of you who are still going to be here that aren't going to camp. um, But just for the youth group in general, that the word is saying like, you know, some of you are like, I want to do this. I want to walk this walk. I want to serve the Lord, but I have a hard time because I keep hitting this wall called my friend group. And the Lord, it's, it's saying like, it's okay. It's not unloving of you to let go of certain friends to serve the Lord. It's actually more loving to let them, you know, whatever, do their thing, but you go serve the Lord and then see the change that happens in your life um, and for you to find somebody who's going to sharpen you and strengthen you and help you walk out everything that Aaron's talking about. So I just felt like that was from the Lord. But yeah, Thanks, bro. Yeah, that's so good. And it ties in exactly. It's not just, not just choosing God. It's choosing wise friends. It's choosing the right counsel. Um, thanks for sharing that, bro. Amen. That was such an amazing sermon. If you want to connect with us here at The Rock Youth, follow us on Instagram at TheRockChurchYTH. Subscribe to our YouTube channel or follow us on Spotify by searching The Rock YTH or text The Rock Youth MS or The Rock Youth HS to 33222 for texting updates on everything we have here going on at The Rock Youth. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast feed. We'll see you next time.